Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have an amazing guest. He's all the way from Waterloo, Ontario. Welcome to the show, Joseph Fung. Hey, welcome, Victor. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Now, Joseph, you and I both share one thing in common, at least one, and that is we both come from a technology background. So we're going to talk a little bit about tech today. But before we dive into that, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey? Absolutely. Happy to do so. I'm an engineer by training, so deep, deep on the tech side of things, but cut my teeth and really kind of earned my stripes in the tech startup, the software space, built a few companies. I was lucky enough to sell a couple of them. And now I do early stage angel investing, real estate investing, and I'm back into the fray. We get another startup helping people transition into tech through sales. Wow, that's fascinating. So when you talk about sales, that's a big topic. That's a huge topic. It can mean anything from used cars to who knows what, maybe t-shirts and baseball caps. Can you be a bit more specific? For sure. Victor, I'm sure you've seen this. As you're growing a tech company, people talk a lot about engineering, but often the hard part is that product market fit, that sales engine. And most scaling software companies actually hire far more in the sales and marketing area than they do in the engineering side. So we're helping train people from other areas. Maybe they were selling cars. Maybe they were selling advertising. And we help equip them with the skills to sell technology and then introduce them to fast-growing tech companies. So that's where we're focused. Fascinating. A lot of people get very confused when we talk about all of these different things. You talk about words like marketing, advertising, sales, closing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those words are synonymous, but they actually mean something very different. It's very distinct. What element are you focused on? So we focus generally at the top of the funnel. So we're working with professionals who will be talking to a customer at the earliest stages in their buying cycle. So sometimes they're doing cold calling. Sometimes they're responding to inbound inquiries. So if you've ever filled out a form on a website to learn more about a product, that person who reaches out to you, that's most often who we're training. And the part that's so fascinating, so interesting about tech is it's much, much less about trying to drag a deal over the line and much more about uncovering a really meaningful problem that you can solve well and doing some matchmaking. Uh, and that's been really good because that shatters a lot of the stereotypes that people have about sales. When I think about that, I think about the whole process of number one, generating interest, being a magnet. The market is so saturated with interruptions and cold calling. The world is, even where you're sitting right now in your office, I'm sure within your field of view, there's probably 30 or 40 advertisements, logos that you tune them out. You don't even see them because it's just too much to take in and process. So we are all saturated with that. And so the world of interruption marketing doesn't work anymore because we tune it out. How do you get someone's attention? How do you tap into their stream of consciousness, into their thought that they're going to actually process what's coming in front of them? That's what makes technology sales so interesting and so fun because very often it's less about trying to interrupt someone's day with an advertisement or a pop-up. It's less about, hey, look at me, I'm trying to sell this thing. And it's more about uncovering companies, individuals who are encountering a problem and reaching out to verify that problem. So an example, hiring. It's less about posting an ad that says, hey, we sell hiring software. But when you can find people who are posting a lot of jobs, they're interviewing a lot, they're commenting on LinkedIn that, hey, we're trying to hire that makes them very open to a conversation when you could say, hey, it looks like you're having some struggles with this problem, maybe hiring. We can help you out. We have a tool, a solution that'll save you time, energy, improve one of the problem areas. 
And so the real hard part is not about spamming the internet with advertising and marketing, but being really good at uncovering pain, uncovering needs, and finding pains and needs that your solution actually addresses. And when you can do that, you have a much higher conversion rate, a much higher close rate. And candidly, you come across way more authentically, and people are much more receptive to the conversation. One of my pet peeves, obviously, when you Google my name, the word real estate appears somewhere in the first paragraph, and I get approached almost on a daily basis. We have some solution that will help you get more real estate clients. I'm not a real estate agent. I'm sorry. I'm a developer. (laughs) And so a lot of these things tend to miss the mark if they're just based on keyword association and rather than actually understanding what the client does. I've got a belief that, for example, doctors like to buy from doctors, dentists like to buy from dentists, and so on, because the client doesn't want to have to educate the supplier on what their problems are. So they tend to gravitate to people that understand them and can demonstrate that level of understanding within a very short time period. You are 100% right. And the interesting part is you've hit the nail on two big problems in technology companies right now, especially as people are building scaling companies. The first thing is that they don't spend enough time training their sales team to do really good discovery. Instead, they give them a mailing list. Hey, here's a bunch of people with real estate in their descriptions. Go try and sell them software. And that is a terrible experience for the customer and for the sales rep. And here's a good example. We know hiring engineers is tough. That's why there's grams and and schools and courses. But did you know less than 2% of colleges and universities have some kind of sales training program? And that, that's not just a, a shame, it's a huge impediment to scaling tech companies. Yes, a lot are poorly trained, but then the second thing is there's a lot of systemic bias, and that's really unfortunate. You go to a lot of tech startups and they say, hey, great, I'm just going to hire a bunch of people right out of school. And you know what? That person right out of school doesn't understand the needs of a doctor, of a lawyer, of a real estate professional. And so those inherent biases sometimes result in shortcuts and and poor hiring practices. Yeah, absolutely. I see it all the time. There's a process of just immersion, getting in the flow of what's happening on a day-to-day basis within a business to understand the context. And oftentimes I find that salespeople are so fixated on content and they're totally off base on context. And of course, when that happens, it falls flat in an instant. Is it exactly? A good example for us, one of our top sales reps that we hired from the program previously was a claims attorney. So he's a lawyer who worked in insurance and now is selling software. We have grads who were pastors, who worked in oil and gas, who were world heavyweight lifting champions. And translating that world context, that personal experience into the problems and the challenges of the market you're selling into is such a critical need. And the reality is that extends beyond tech. I'm sure in real estate and automotive across the board, you have that challenge. It's just that in tech, we have a lot of these trends of not necessarily appreciating that experience as much. So if I was an investor looking to potentially invest in your company, I'd be asking a very simple couple of questions. Mm -hmm. The first is, what problem are you solving? And why are people willing to spend money to have the problem solved by you? So for us, our customers are the students. Like a school, we charge tuition. We do it a little differently. We charge once they land a job. So we're aligning our risks. The problem we're solving are people are trying to not be left behind by tech. They're trying to seize those opportunities and the door's just not opening for them. You know, that they're reaching out. They're just not getting those callbacks on those interviews. That's what we solve. Our training program catches them up, 
facilitates those introductions, and we only get paid when we do that. Why they would choose us over someone else is the, the intensity of our program and the experience of our team. This is my fifth tech company. Our network of employers is massive. The ability to shortcut that cycle is just exceptionally unique. And when people chat with our grads, with our students, and see how life-changing it's been, it's a, a very compelling conversation. One of the things I see is a myth that's been perpetuated by the connected world that we live in, which is that you can pretty much outsource anything. You can take any job that you need done, and you can hire it out on Fiverr. You can ship it off to the Philippines, and some virtual assistant who's time-shifted their day is going to work through the night and get your job done. But my experience has been quite the opposite. That in fact, you can delegate work, but it's very difficult to delegate responsibility. And when you simply delegate tasks at the task level, it all comes back to you. The leverage that you get simply by hiring out low level work is extremely low. And the key is, in fact, to come up with those not necessarily skills, but attributes for hiring the right individual. Those skills being things that are acquired on a short term basis. You can type 120 words a minute, that's a skill. That's something that can be trained. But if you're not personable, if you don't like people, it's a little bit like the Starbucks methodology for hiring. They can teach anyone to make coffee, but they can't teach you to like people. If you don't have that, they can't train you on that. One of the critical elements of hiring is, in fact, not to assess the skills, because that's where traditional HR gets it wrong, is they say fair housing says you can't interview for attributes because now you're discriminating. But you're not discriminating based on skin color or gender or anything like that. What you're discriminating on is those characteristics, those attributes that make someone a fit to a role or not. How do you deal with that? It's interesting. In Specifically in tech sales, there's a bit of a, a one-two punch that's happening. Number one, we see across the board is a lot of technology companies as they scale, and I look for this as an investor as well, don't actually know what they should be hiring for, what skills to measure. Like you said, HR gets it wrong. Very often sales teams get it wrong too. They think they need to hire for, have you used our specific customer relationship management tool, our CRM? Have you used our calling tools? So they'll look for experience using HubSpot and Zoom. And do you know the terminology, monthly recurring revenue, MRR, or SaaS, instead of saying software as a service? They look for those things which actually aren't the right things to evaluate for. And so they'll scratch people off the list just because they happen to not know the right term or not have used a specific tool. They don't do a great job of measuring for, can you stick to the process? Can you be resilient when you're speaking? Can you build rapport and uncover pain? Those are harder to select for. We're fortunate in that we get to interview thousands of candidates every month to invite people who have some of those natural tendencies and then give them those technical skills. So that's the, the first challenge. They just don't know what to hire for. And then the second thing is that they often don't have a development program. You know, so often tech companies say, hey, you're really personable. You're really smart. Do you know where we're going to get you on the call? Go talk to customers. And they don't have a structured training program. And that's where we help close that gap. And the fun part about it is that when you're in sales, the results are very measurable. You can see what you're doing on your quotas, your attainment, your close rate. And that's what makes it so rewarding because then you're not being evaluated by your age, your skin color, your gender. It really is all in the numbers. Fascinating. So if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what would be the best way? The best way is they can always hit our website, uvaro.com, U-V-A-R-O.com. And they can also reach out to me. Always happy to chat about investing, startups, tech, and I'm at Joseph Fung on most social media platforms. Fantastic. Joseph, 
fascinating discussion. It sounds like you're doing some amazing groundbreaking work. For the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Joseph at uvaro.com or reach out to him directly on social media. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.